Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Common Room Podcast. I am your host, CJ. Um, I have my co-host with me, TJ, um, and we are excited to be talking about um, the topic of how to disagree with Christians today. Yes. Um, And so, uh, let's just jump right in. But first off, we have a book giveaway. Yes, thank you, thank you. Uh, CJ loves that button. So what we're going to start doing moving forward is every episode we are going to be giving away a book and uh, for th- and uh, and you have a chance to win it. And so this week's giveaway is an ESV study Bible. Is it you said it's a personal size? It's a personal size. Yes. It's a little smaller, not the big old brick. But it's still still the sword, still the sword, still the same great content. And so this book uh, we are going to ship to you free of charge. And all you have to do is DM us on Instagram your answer. We don't want to be flooded with texts because we know some of you have our phone numbers. So we want you. We are only going to accept your direct messages on our Instagram page. So if you do not follow our Instagram page, it is common room convos all one word search it common room convos it's a clean graphic yes it's it clean i like it a lot. shout out dtn <laughs> uh so for you to win this we're going to ask a question each week this week so far is about cj maybe in the future will be about me or absolutely we'll yeah we'll switch it up absolutely we'll next see. week will be about you it'll be a, a a um i don't know i don't know i guess we'll just this is the first time we've done this, so we're just yeah. figuring it out as we go. Absolutely. So the question is, are you ready? What is CJ's favorite clothing brand? That is the question. What is CJ's favorite clothing brand? DM us your answer on our Instagram page, and the the person who guesses it first will win an ESV study Bible. So... That today's topic, like I had said, was um, disagreeing with Christians. Now, um, as a um, just a asterisk, uh, we are referencing a Crossway article. Yes, uh, we will post that link um, when we post the episode. Uh, <laughs> this article in particular has been super encouraging for me. Um, all the times that I've read it, it's something that I um, reference to. When talking to others about disagreeing, just in personal conversations. So this article is, is amazing. It's been a game changer for me. Absolutely. And it is um, 12 principles for disagreeing with other Christians. Um, and the gentleman who wrote it, his name is uh, J.D. Crawley. Um, he is a um, missionary. He's been doing missionary work um, with indigenous uh, ministries of Northeast Cambodia since 1994. Wow. So uh, we'll post that link um, for you guys, but I say we just jump right in, TJ. Yeah. So he gives us 12 principles, and we'll just kind of talk about a couple and then give some uh, application at the end. And uh, we want to to approach this difficult topic because as we – um, as we engage in relationships and in and, and uh, friendships, um, especially during this time, uh, there's a lot of disagreement. And I think um, rather than uh, responding the way the world does, Paul 
um, through the, uh, or the Spirit through Paul gives us um, ways to respond to disagreement. So the first one is the beginning um, verse. So this is out of Romans 14, by the way. So Romans 14, um, in the first couple of verses, he says, Now accept the one who is weak in faith, um, but not for the purpose of passing judgment on his opinions. So this this uh, is concerning an area of disagreement on a third level matter, which is um, a disputable a disputable issue that shouldn't cause disunity in the church family. Yeah. So, for instance, we're not talking about um, foundational issues. We're not talking about um, Jesus's death and resurrection. Um, we're not talking about the Trinity or um, the Holy Spirit's role, um, which be could be considered a primary issue. We're talking about a third level issue, such as a disagreement between believers and church members where unity can still exist. Yes, absolutely. That's hundred percent correct. And so going back to Paul's thoughts, we have to realize that all of us fall into the weak or strong category, which we'll explain in a second um, on different Clearly topics. I'm weak in speech. <laughs> so uh, you may be strong and conscious on a certain topic and weak in another. And so um, just you're not just strong in general or weak in general. So to define our terms here, um, when Paul uses the language weak and strong consciences, he is not calling the weak conscience. He's not calling them inferior. Mm -hmm. He's not calling the strong conscience superior. Um, it's easy for us to kind of take our, our own perceptions of those words into play here. But um, basically what it means, the strong conscience people are, are um, people who, who can approach a topic um, with freedom in mind and they are not sinning in humility. I think that's, yes. that's big. Um, as you said, uh, not in uh, like being above a Christian or being above a brother or sister um, in the sense of things that we are um, approaching, approaching it saying, how can I build uh, you up? How can I build up the kingdom of God? Yeah. In general, at least like the strong is, is referring to someone who kind of has more, more uh, views, more liberty in their Christian walk and does not feel that they are sinning. And then a uh, weak conscience is someone who can, who um, cannot approach certain topics that are uh, certain topics or things that a person of a strong conscience can, but the uh, weak person um, will view it as sin. So uh, this, these, these categories um, it's easy to uh, think about these from a, legalistic um, point of view, but we are going to um, try to work out some of these things that Paul talks about. But first off, I think uh, what makes this important is that uh, we have a responsibility and Paul uh, gives us exhortations. He, ex he extorts, uh, gives exhortations to the weak and exhortations to the strong. And since you and I, CJ and others listening um, have to fall into one of these two categories on topics. Um, we have to uh, think about what it means to obey his exhortations. Um, and so uh, this brings us to Paul's second idea here and also the second idea on uh, this article, which says those who have freedom of conscience must not look down on those who don't. Yeah. And I think, um, as we had mentioned and you had just mentioned that, um, 
we must um, think about and um, be careful with our words and be careful with our actions um, and not have this idea of thinking uh, they're not mature like me um, or they're uh, legalistic in the sense or all they think about is rules. Um, but ultimately, as it says, as it says in this article, is Paul condemns that attitude because that is um, making yourself superior uh, to your brother or sister. And yes, and uh, the the examples that Paul uses in this chapter, Romans fourteen, is referring to to um, to days that are celebrated, so either holidays. Or um, so, like I have a lot. Of, I I wouldn't say a lot, but I have some friends. At least growing up, um, those everyone I feel like knows someone who whose family does not celebrate Halloween. Mm. I feel like that's a good example. Absolutely. Um, also, he refers to to uh, foods. Um, back then, there was people who would not eat certain meats because it was going against their conscience. Um, because those meats were sacrificed to other idols. So they thought, they thought that they were sinning, eating the meat that was sacrificed to other idols, as opposed to others did not think they were sinning, so they it did not go against their conscience, and they would eat it. Um, and I feel like there was a third, but maybe it'll, it'll, we'll, we'll see it when we yeah. hit the scripture. Um, so I think those are important, because we'll, probably, we'll most likely reference the meat in the days um, as we go throughout talking through this article. Yeah, um, and then moving uh, on to seven, uh, which is principle number seven in this article, um, we're just talking about um, your freedom to eat meat is correct, but don't let your freedom destroy the faith of the weaker brother, which uh, is found in Romans 14, uh, 13 through 15. So, yeah, I kind of want to read that. Just yeah, absolutely. For context sake, it says, therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather determine this not to put an obstacle or stumbling block in a brother's way. So, uh, yeah, I'll just keep reading first. I know. So verse 14, I know and I'm convinced in the Lord Jesus Christ that nothing is unclean in itself, but to him who thinks anything is unclean to him, it is unclean. Did you say to 15? Yeah. Uh, for if because of food, your brother is hurt, you are no longer walking according to love. Do not destroy with your food him who, for whom Christ died. Do not destroy with your food him for whom Christ died. That's a pretty heavy sentence right very, there. Very, very heavy. Uh, yeah, this idea that um, you kind of have to ask yourself, because I remember um, growing up and in, in, hearing the family that doesn't celebrate Halloween. And my parents always would, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if celebrate's the right word, but the idea of like- we Participate. Would, yeah, participate yeah, in, in the holiday dress up. And I remember growing up with my just, uh, I mean, I'm still mature, but my very immature mind, <laughs> um, just thinking like, I remember thinking to myself, like I would kind of look down on them like, what? This is such a fun thing. Like, yeah. Why, why are you not doing this? Like, I remember just questioning it. And I, I think that's a good example of here. Paul um, is just telling us like, this is not like hurting your brother over something like this is not worth it. Mm. Like, is it really worth destroying them over something um, for a person whom Christ died for? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> are, you, are you viewing them as an image of God? Yeah. And then uh, he just talks about like, um, they, they can either partake or they can abstain from it. It's not 
um, something that um, we need to force upon people. Um, for instance, like um, I can remember uh, friends growing up too that didn't uh, participate in Halloween and. Um, I had those same thoughts as like, oh, you're lame or, you know, and ultimately that was me um, putting down a brother or a sister um, over something um, that's a third level that we should be building up the kingdom of God for. Mm. And I really like um, how he says here in a, it is a serious sin to try to bind someone else's conscience with rules that God does not clearly command. So in one instance, I remember my friend who was trying to convince me why I should not participate in Halloween. And, um, and I remember at the time I was just kind of thinking sinfully back, like, no, I'm going to do it. It's fun. Yeah. I like it <laughs> as a kid. Uh, but he was trying to put rules on me. Um, that God does not clearly command. And then even the opposite way, I think for someone with a uh, strong conscience talking to someone as a uh, with a weak conscience, if, if I were to say, no, like you need to participate in Halloween, you need to, then I am tempting him to sin against his conscience. And that would be equally as wrong for me to do that. For sure. Um, and then... He goes on in this article uh, to talk about uh, disagreeing about eating um, and drinking are not important to the kingdom of God uh, or in the kingdom of God. Building each other up in righteousness, peace, joy is the important thing. Drinking was the third one I, I couldn't think oh. of earlier. It's the drinking because it says wine. That's um, always the topic on this issue. <laughs> um, yeah, that is that is a, a, a very important topic that he says here. Um Disagreements about eating and drinking are not important to the kingdom of God. It is not, there isn't, uh, God does not give mandates um, what you should eat or drink in order to make it in heaven. That's not what God cares about ultimately. Because in verse 14, excuse me, just go back to it. It says, I know and am convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this idea that Paul is saying here that, um, that nothing in and of itself is inherently sinful, um, and even and even uh, I'm trying to remember that verse that you mentioned earlier. Was it the First Corinthians verse? Uh, the one that you were saying it is for the kingdom. Of God. Oh no, it was verse 17. So for the mm-hmm. kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy. So that's the point here. But I just like how it's how Paul just lays it out very <laughs> clearly here. Yeah. Like the point is not what you eat and drink. The point is building each other up. Because you're you are serving your brother or sister in Christ, and um, you're either serving or tearing them down based on your response. Yeah, and then in this article, he uh, goes on to say we are uh, no worse off if we do not eat meat, um, and no better off if we do. Uh, and in just in case we still didn't get it, uh, God gave us Romans fourteen seventeen, which you just talked about, um, which shows that the kingdom of God has nothing to do with food or drink. No, um, literally nothing. Uh, God doesn't care at all about what we ingest. Now, obviously, there's discernment and yes. wisdom that come into play. Um, and we're not here to talk about um, some of the hot takes <laughs> like Absolutely. marijuana um, or, you know, because obviously that is something that is coming up um, and being legalized. And I think when it comes down to that, um, I think we kind of view marijuana and alcohol similarly the sense of how it alters your body, alters your state of mind and changes the way you think. And so, um, the verse you referenced earlier. Yeah, it was, uh, 
let me pull it up here again. It was First Corinthians. Um, oh, I'm lost. Is it the Ephesians one? Ephesians five. Was it? Do not be filled with. Do not be drunk on wine. Oh yes, yes, yes. Be filled. No, it was a. Uh, it was First Corinthians six nineteen uh, through twenty. It says, "Do not uh, do you not know that your body is a temple of mm. the Holy Spirit um, within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, uh, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body." Gotcha. Yeah, glorify God in your body. I feel like that's, that's heavy. That is a that's the punchline right there. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, we can already we can already sense the tension a little bit here because. Um, cause this is not a topic that is talked about often in churches. Um, and I know, uh, if you are like, I was hearing this for the first time, um, you may be wrestling a little bit, um, cause there's a couple of things to think about, like one, where you land and then also, um, your friends where they land. And so, uh, I know for me, when it comes to having conversations like this, um, it is more important, and I've, I think Paul, what Paul's trying to say here and what Jesus would say is that it's more important to to build up your brother and to um, push them towards righteousness. So I would not um, try to force CJ to do something that he that goes against his conscience, even though I may um, not care as much. Um, I care more that CJ is being built up and that he's being edified and that I am pushing him more towards Christ rather than me needing to make sure he does this thing that I do because <laughs> that doesn't matter. Yeah. And then um, just later on in, in this article, he goes, um, goes on to say, uh, we must follow the example of Christ. Mm. So this uh, just feeds into what you're saying and put others first. Yeah. Some personal application here. Um. And I love this idea that he mentions in this uh, because uh, he kind of puts it and makes it a little personal because um, this whole idea of disagreeing with Christians goes kind of carries over into Romans 15 um, where he emphasizes the example of Christ. Um, and to think about the privileges and the freedoms that, that the Son of God has had and has in heaven to be God is to be completely free. Mm. Um, yet Christ with this freedom um, did not please himself, but the example we have here, he gave up his rights and his freedoms to become a servant so that we could be saved from wrath. Yeah. So I think um, uh, the big, the big punch punchline here is compared. If we compare our, our trivial issues, our arguments um to what Christ suffered on the cross and what he gave up, it makes them look like nothing. Absolutely it's not even, nothing. not even worth it. Yep. It's, it's not worth the disunity. It's not worth any of that um, relationship. Childish. Yeah, I, I would agree 100%. So the last, we'll kind of wrap it up with this last um, point here that he has. Um you like to read yeah that last absolutely point? he uh, uh the last like he said the last one it says we bring glory to god when we welcome one another as christ has welcomed us and which should be the whole punchline for this whole thing in all honesty welcome one another as christ welcomed us yes um yeah paul bookends this last section uh with the similar words in 14 one welcome him 
as he said earlier, to what we welcome um, the weak conscience. So Paul adds a comparison as Christ welcomed you and a purpose for the glory of God. It matters how we treat those who we disagree with um, on disputes. And when we welcome them as Christ has welcomed us, uh, we glorify God. Yeah, because ultimately um, that just brings unity to the brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's what matters. That's all. And that that's, that's what we're striving for. 100%. So we hope that this uh, this article, which we will post in the um, on the link in the description, yeah, description, yep. Uh, we hope that this um, edifies you, that it grows you. Um, uh, if you are if you are a human being, you will have uh, disputes, you will have issues with other people because we are all sinful um, humans uh, living with other sinful humans, and. Um, we are bound to have issues with them. And For so, sure. especially when it comes to Christians, we're all trying to figure this out um, with God's word that he's given us. And so, um, yeah, I would just say to wrap it up, what would you say to kind of wrap this whole idea up? Um, I would just say that um, don't let those issues um, become um, something legalistic. Don't let those issues become um, something you might even idle. Um in the sense of um, we are here to edify the saints. We are here to uh, help uh, people grow in their knowledge of Christ, to grow in their knowledge of Scripture. Um, and so I appreciate you, TJ, um, for giving me those words of encouragement and uh, building me up for this. Yes, it's always a, a um, great reminder for myself. I need to be reminded of this because um, every week um, I, I just, by nature... <laughs> can come across very controversial. And so I need this grace in my life to, uh, when approaching, um, difficult conversations. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, just a reminder, uh, describe to us on whatever platform you use to listen to, uh, your podcast, uh, follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to DM us those answers about my favorite clothing, um, brand brand yeah favorite brand for sure (laughs) um but this has been another episode of common room conversations thanks for listening and we'll see you next week